Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. Jeff, 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 Jeff. Jeff Steins, our national and presidential expert, noted author. You'll find his books over at Next Chapter Books as well as TotallyIowa.com, the Iowa Business Report, the Iowa Politics Report. Come to us from KXEL in Cedar Falls, Waterloo, where Jeff is currently stationed right now. Hi, Jeff. Matthew. Yes. They've moved the camera again. Well, it's, it's we've determined that this is basically the least offensive positioning on me. So, you know. Well, what, <laughs> well you know, if, if uh, you know... Um, what was the name of the clown in the Mary Tyler Moore show? Oh, Chuckles. Chuckles. If we don't have an image of Chuckles the clown, because this is actually good because it's a friendly look because see, you're looking now toward the person you're talking with before, you know, it was, it was, so now it's, it's just friendly down home, friendly Matt McNeil. How did, how the heck is this thing not sponsored by SeaWorld? Can we ask that question? Um, they're having enough of a time apologizing for killing animals, uh, so they, they, they it's off their radar at the moment. You're saying the killer whales don't like being in the small tank, you say. Wow. <laughs> you're, 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 you're really shocking me with that one. Uh, okay. Uh, do you think, straightforward, let's, yeah, let's, we'll dive in ourselves here. Let's, let's look at um, this bill that the House is trying to get passed. Mm, this okay. this McCarthy thing is there? I mean, it's it's you know, is there really any chance it's going to pass? I mean, right now it sounds like definitively two of the Republicans are are no's, which means there are two votes left. And if particularly if you are a moderate Republican, do you want this to be on your record when your election starts back up again in seven eight months? Well, here's the thing. This is the first challenge, the first big challenge. Can he build a coalition? And it's not going well. It has not been going well, right? I mean, that was, by the way, that was under underrated funny. And it ain't going well. It's, 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 it's not, not going well. well. No. I, uh, well, the, you can tell it's not going well because they work late into the night and then there are supposedly concessions and then someone who supposedly knows says there was no concession. The, the bill was closed. And then today we learned there was an ethanol concession to get the farm state votes. But that's going to anger somebody in the oil patch. I mean, this is no different than when the Republicans crowed about the small majority that Nancy Pelosi had. And so I, my sense is they will get it passed only because you've got to start somewhere and they have done nothing. Mm -hmm. And and now now let's be very clear. They've done nothing on this issue despite saying they were going to do a lot of things. Where's the proposed budget that was supposed to be delivered before April 1st? The president's budget is out there, but they have nothing to compare it with. The public has nothing to compare it with. They can't agree on things. They're way behind schedule. And so there's a sense of, you know, guys, you've got to at least pass something that the other side can reject so you can engage in conversation. Otherwise, 
It's all coming from the left side of the political spectrum. Reminder, we still, 13 years later, are just waiting for the Republicans who are almost done polishing up their replacement for the Affordable Care Act. And they still have yet to, they, they remember how many times did they come out? We got it here. It's ready to go. We just got to hone it before we put it out. They never put it out because the reality is the modern Republican you know, strategy basically involves never letting people see until the very last second what you're up to. Well, I, I, I'm going to be a little more charitable, but not in, in this respect. It's easy to run against something. Yes. It's hard to govern for something or with something. So it's very easy to say, Obamacare, bad. We're going to change everything. What are you going to change it to? Oh, yeah, we haven't gotten to that part. Mm. We're going to make sure we have a budget on time. What's it going to be in it? I don't know. We can't agree. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's talking points that are great for winning elections. But that governing thing, that gets a little sticky. You and I have talked about this for decades. The fact that the skills that you need to become elected are very different skills than what you need as an individual to actually govern. Well, it's the same thing from a principled standpoint. It's great to run against somebody, but what are you going to do when you get there? You brought up uh, the ethanol thing, and this actually was, <laughs> this almost derailed him completely yesterday. Um, the Republicans, once again, threw ethanol under the bus. They were going to make major cuts there. All four, I believe all four uh, your Iowa House reps, plus I think four other ones from the Midwest, more than enough to derail the bill, said that's a no-go. This is a definitive no vote if those uh, credits for the uh, for agricultural industry uh, and the ethanol in, uh, industry are not there. Um, it was there was some speculation that that would be hard to put in because once again that far right of the party that seems to have a lot of say in Kevin McCarthy's ear right now was 100% against that. Some of that coming from the oil producing states, mm -hmm. but um, it does sound like they realize the math that if they don't have the ethanol producing you know house reps that they basically, they have no chance of passing the bill. So it sounds like, did, did they put it back in completely or is it just a, a partial reinstatement? It's a, it's a compromise. And the, and the people on the ethanol side are saying, hooray, because they got something so they can save face. I mean, it's, it's, if in fact, Matt, it's one of these things where they, everybody is equally unhappy. You know, they, nobody got everything. Eh, okay. You can kind of push that along, but it's um, again, I keep going back to how some of those on the right sat back and chuckled when the progressive caucus tried to pull Pelosi one way and then the others pulled her a different way. This is not only no different, it is worse because they're much more publicly strident about the positions that they're taking. And so, you know, the, the last one in McCarthy's office gets their way because it's what he heard most recently because, again, to your point, four votes. That's all he can lose. Well, and four votes and his bad management style is on display because the first time the, those eight republicans came to him and said no 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 the ethanol subsidies are going to be back in this bill they basically their their first thing they said is well you voted against the infrastructure bill which had these in there and so you were against them then so why are you now upset and you're like wow you know that is that is really taking a vote where you almost demanded people voted against the infrastructure bill and throwing it back in your own party's face because they said if you were for the, you know, kind of the argument, if you were for them, then you should have voted for the infrastructure bill. 
I, you know, it, it, he just doesn't seem to understand and manage. And I will say this, Matt Gates, uh, he basically does seem to be able to get a lot of what he wants. He, he <laughs> wanted to have um, the work requirement, the enhanced work requirements um, mm-hmm. d- d- that were supposed to start uh, in 26, 26 that he's they, they're that he said I wanted them early. They said, okay, we'll make them compromise. They'll say 2024. Gates said, no, he wants them immediately. So starting the day after this bill is passed, that mm-hmm. that's where they'd be in there. It seems like McCarthy's caving to them. You know, once again, you already have uh, Nancy Mason, who's the guy from Tennessee uh, that has uh, as well already sort of put out there, uh, Tim Burchett, the Republican from Tennessee. But he's already a solid no on this bill because he, 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 there's no way he can win re-election if this bill gets passed. Nancy Mace is in a a slightly D-leaning South Carolina district. She's but very she came out. She came out this afternoon and said, I believe the speaker has heard me, so I will support the bill. <laughs> and and I saw that statement. This is well, why I interrupt because I saw that statement. I thought, I believe he has heard me, <laughs> and so I'm going to fold like a tent. Okay, I, I you know, but okay. So what promise did she just get? She got something. Oh well, and, and, like, and wait a minute, what what promises can this guy give? It's still anything this guy promises still has to get through a Democratic Senate and a past Joe Biden. He, you can you can promise. Okay, I'll give you a, a truckload of lollipops. It ain't going to happen. It is not going to happen. Well, and, there, and, there are two things about that. To to your second point, to to the most recent point. He seems to think that all they have to do is pass this stuff through the House and the American people will look at the next election in a nuanced way and say, oh, well, the Democrats in the Senate are the obstructionists. The guy in the White House is the obstructionist. Thank goodness the House was there and we'll just change everything and it'll just smoothly sail through. Voters are not that nuanced. They're going to sit there and say nothing happened. Mm -hmm. They're not going to sit there and say Oh, well, our guys tried. Well, you know, but but here's the broader point, and we've talked about this. When Kevin McCarthy decided he wanted to be speaker, it was because he wanted to be speaker. Yes. And everything to his in his whole life was geared toward how do I get to be speaker? His best day was on was it round 12 I even lost 13 that. 13 or 14 13. I think. yeah i mean it was you know, his best day was the fifth day that they voted and he actually got the gavel because it ain't going to get any better from there and he doesn't care in one respect because his plan was mm-hmm. i get to be speaker it was not here's what i'm gonna do you said something i'm gonna give you a, a, this is a long time ago i think back when you and i were in yeah. iowa and you said you can you, no seriously but this was a great this was a great thing i believe you said he said the only thing he's concerned about is his name on the elementary school in, in 20 years and you know that's exactly what mccarthy seems yeah, like it's like you know it's You're like right. they're gonna name a few highways after me i'm there i'm gold he fo- poses has a great christmas card that's it and he, because I mean, this is a mess. And even if they do pass this, boy, this is this is going to come back on them come election season. I, was I even nastier when you were back in Iowa? That's a pretty snarky thing to say. All he cares about is to have his name on the elementary school in his home district. 
I, it, uh, you know, it was it, I, but no, I, I believe, I believe the person we were talking about. I can't remember the Iowa politician we were taking down, but they kind of deserved <laughs> it at that point. I believe it was. Well, I, I'm not denying off. I said it. I just thought, wow. I, I mean, I know as I've gotten old and crotchety, but uh, I was young and crotchety as well. Uh, no, see this, but this is again the problem. You've got to govern, mm-hmm. and and he had to make so many deals with the devil that were inconsistent. Okay. Now let's go back to round number whatever it was, 14 on that Friday night when those of us without lives are watching uh, C-SPAN and seeing the deal fall apart, then seeing Gates put the team together, seeing the one guy about, you know, headlock the other one, you know, all of that. At what point, I mean, that's the thin tissue by which this man got the gavel, his goal. That's it. Mm-hmm. Do, what was going to get better than that? And you know, you know, governing is hard, isn't it, man? Uh, I mean, gee, manetly. And I, so he's got this. Let's say he gets this victory through the rules committee. What's he doing? He's going to take a victory tour by speaking to the Knesset. What kind of power? I don't know why I'm agitated today. What kind of power is he going to convey as a representative of this country before the Israeli parliament? You think the people there are going to say, well, thank goodness he's on our side, or are they going to be on their phone trying to find some backstop because you can't trust this room? They're still trying to offset Biden in Ireland. And that's really what I mean. That's really what it is. You know, but DeSantis, DeSantis in Japan, they're like, you know, you're not going to beat Biden coming out in Ireland. They loved him. Um, By the way, speak, speaking that one part, okay, DeSantis in Japan. Yeah. Ah. They ask him. <laughs> I, I, did he get those boots from one of those emoji characters? Never mind. I don't. <laughs> okay. He was a Navy SEAL. Yeah, God yeah. Bless. yeah. You know, I mean, but that And that was mean... a snazzy Navy. I will tell you that right now. <laughs> well. Sorry, sorry. He's gonna he's gonna be in the Uncle Sam posters. It'll be Uncle Ron. Yeah. Now he wants you, and you can wear this outfit. So, wasn't he was in Japan, and they said, uh, "What do you think of the polls that show that you're behind uh, President Trump?" And he said something like, "Well, you know, I'm not even a candidate, so we'll just have to see how this goes." And my reaction to that was, "You're right. Every governor." whose legislature is in the middle of a session, goes to Japan and whatever else, South Korea. I mean, of course, every Republican governor is going to abandon their legislature to take a world junket, but he's not a candidate. Come on. One last thing I want to ask you, Um, and this has to do specifically with Iowa and Iowa Republicans. Okay. Uh, Trump, you know, double-crossed the ethanol producers back when he was office now and now you have another bill where basically the second that the republican party on a national level can they're gutting ethanol protections out of there i was just reading yesterday i talked about uh an ag report that talked about the impact of trump's tariffs and the retaliatory tariffs by china on the american agriculture sector iowa lost over a billion dollars with the soybeans trade they lost over 200 million dollars worth of pork trade um, on top of it, you know, there's a lot of Iowa farmers who like the food, subs, uh, you know, food assistance program SNAP because it gets their product into hungry people's mouths, which is a good thing. Farmers get paid, hungry people eat, good, good. Yep. A lot of farmers are behind mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. At, at what point do, do the Republicans in Iowa realize that when it comes to Iowa issues, which these are all core Iowa issues, 
the Republican Party just doesn't seem to be on their side right now. Here's how we're going to find that out. And it's not with the members of Congress. It was interesting, by the way, after, you know, middle of the night, one of the representatives, the one from Western Iowa, Randy Feenster by name, second term congressman, he was asked about the ethanol subsidies being gone, you know, this, and he usually a very talkative, gregarious guy. Nothing. Just kept walking. And so it's like, okay, that's not going to be good. Well, apparently now they're back in, and so everybody takes a victory lap. Here's the big issue in the state of Iowa. Carbon capture pipelines. Because in order for the ethanol industry to be successful, they have to have government subsidies. The Democrat uh, the Democrats in Congress passed incentives, but only if you have the carbon capture technology. Mm-hmm. I'm shorthanding it, but instead of releasing into the air, you have to draw it down, send it on the pipeline, out you go. So you've got all these pipeline companies that want to do business in Iowa, not terribly popular with voters. They are popular with the big Republican donors. And so there were, there were pieces of legislation to limit these carbon pipelines. And you've got the ethanol industry saying you're going to lose, you know, gazillions of dollars and jobs are going away. And the fight then with the public is they're saying, you know, it's quality of life. I don't want that stuff. So if you see the Republicans who are controlling the state capitol, let any bill restricting pipelines just kind of die in the vine there's your answer. They will do anything in order to keep the industry alive. And you, when you're reliant upon the federal government in credits, and that can change in, in a moment, what's that mean for the industry? I'm not against the industry. I'm just simply saying, can it stand on its own without the government help? Well, and, I, and, and I, I'm of the mindset of, I mean, if, if the political party that I'm supposedly part of is basically against two of the main tent poles of my entire campaign, you know, yeah. you know, you know, international markets for my ag products as well as ethanol subsidies, well, then I, am I really a Republican? And, and I think that it's, it's something that I think that there's a reckoning coming on that. It's going to be interesting to see what happens Wait. because this continues and they keep th- thumbing their nose at the ethanol industry. I, you know, how long before the, the Republicans in that state take a step back and saying, okay, who's on our side here? And so uh, let's no, take that's a fair point. Very uh, fair point. Let's take a break. Come on back. Biden announces re-election. We'll talk about that. 952-946-6205. 952-946-6205. Jeff Stein joining us on a Wednesday. It's the Matt McNeil Show right here on AM 950. AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota, is the Matt McNeil Show. Jeff Stein joining us talking politics. Uh, Jeff, I should say, the uh, Joe Biden announced his re-election campaign uh, this week, and uh, he is going to run for another term in office. You know, definitely, um, uh, you know, the, the, the age question is not going to go away. He'll be 86 if he does so, you know, when he leaves office, if he serves a second term. Um, the reality is, though, he had a, I thought he had a pretty decent um, roll out of his campaign, followed by a really bizarre AI produced <laughs> campaign ad for the Republicans, which I don't know if that's really the way you want to go with it. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm not surprised. I mean, the guy has had quite a few successes and been able to what in a day and age where you're not supposed to be able to do anything with a divided government. He's been able to do that. How do you not run for reelection? You've wanted this job your entire life. And I'm not being funny. I am just saying he has sought this. He now has it. And in his mind, 
the best chance for the country is to continue his policies. How do you not go forward? When was the, the last time? When was the last time we had a president that uh, was it? Polk was the last time we had a president that didn't want to run again. Oh boy, you got me on that because well, I have not studied that. Yeah, um, he, he he vowed that he would only be a one-term president. I think okay. I, I think um, I think um, well, you know, if you're talking, I think Garfield only wanted to be one, but he got shot while he was in office, so he didn't he didn't yeah. fill, fill his term. But no, it, it, it's yeah, you generally don't see a person run for office and say I'm not going to run a second term. Well, again, especially since you've been running half your life, and yeah. again, not a criticism. Here's the interesting thing, and by the way, we now know what Nancy Mace got for oh, her a- vote. But I'll tell you, here's the interesting thing about the Biden video. Kamala Harris was prominently featured. That's called shut up, everybody. We're putting the band back together. Because yes. all the people who said, oh, we got to get her off the ticket, get Mayor Pete in there, et cetera, et cetera. She's prominently featured in the video. That told me everything I need to know. All right, here's the report. Here's Nancy Mace yesterday called this bill weak. Yes. Now she's in favor. She will prep a balanced budget amendment with the backing of the speaker. Okay, that'd be great. Uh, She will also get a floor vote on legislation related to women's access to reproductive health and child care services. She's guaranteed a floor vote on an active shooter alert bill, and she scores a markup on her state's reform act. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Well, and, and the question here is, will anyone in your party vote along with you on some of these things? Probably. But again, for her purposes, she got what she needed yeah. to take back to her voters. This is silly. Um, going back to Biden, uh, yes, I, the, the process is this. Someone wants to run against him. They're more than welcome to. Uh, they, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and that Marianne Williamson, there's no chance in either mm-hmm. one of them. Um Gavin Newsom, I've said, you know, seems to be putting some feelers out a little bit, seeming kind of testing that water. But the reality mm-hmm. is, is that, you know, this is really not, I mean, it could end up being a non-discussion you know, because really, unless someone steps up who has a viable chance at knocking Biden off the pedestal, there's no one going to run against him. And the DNC says no primary debates. They yeah. will not sponsor any primary debates. So they're pretty much, all the chips are in the center of the table at this point. Yeah. I would who I mean Gavin Newsom is probably the, one of the few. Is there anyone else off the top of your head that they decided they want to run that could make a run for? Not to challenge Biden from well, the, you know, you think okay, Buttigieg, but yeah. he's not going to run from the inside. He, but you know, Bernie, we keep hearing Bernie. Oh no, Bernie! But Bernie immediately, immediately came out and endorsed Biden for a second term. Immediately, yeah, I know. Yeah. I, know. <laughs> he I get it, did. but I—he's uh, not going to run. No, he's—I, I, you know, he—the fact that he didn't even let that that try to fester at all in the sun. He, nah, went out he was too quick. <laughs> I'm suspicious. He was too quick. To I want to get the soup is almost done. I got to get going. But one thing, I'm all for Joe. Uh, <laughs> Jeff Stein, once again, Iowa Politics Report. I'll post that a little bit later. Hour two of the show is coming up next.